You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 37. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so pumped you're here, and even more so than that, I am pumped that we are officially entering into summer. If you are listening to this in real time, then obviously you probably already know, today is Memorial Day, which means it is a three-day weekend, mama likes that, which also means that I hope you are having a tall glass of something yummy in your hand today, and we're just hanging out by the pool, Jay chilling. I don't actually have a pool. I need to get like a kiddie pool, but the lake is opening up today, so I'm pretty stoked. Or if you are in the fitness world like me, lol, that honestly sounds so funny to say out loud because I don't really feel like I associate with the fitness world, but I guess I kind of do. I don't know. But anywho, shout out to anyone else who does CrossFit out there. It's kind of addicting, but also the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. We are doing the Murph today, which is really just like a really difficult workout uh, for Memorial Day, and it's going to kick my butt. But YOLO, I guess, um, yeah, we're just, we're doing it. So anywho, no matter what you're doing today, I hope you have a blast and I hope it's the best day ever. Now, let's actually get into the topic for today, starting off with a question. So I want to know, have you ever been in one of these situations? Situation number one, you have inquiries rolling in pretty regularly, but it seems like more than half the time after you send off that beautiful first email response, you get crickets and they totally ghost you and you never hear from them again. Or situation number two, you feel like you're doing everything right. You're posting on Instagram every single day. You have a beautiful website and lots of information on it and all the pretty pictures, but your inbox is drier than the Sahara Desert. Inquiries just don't seem to be rolling in and you are burnt out on what to do next. Or lastly, situation number three, you are a newer photographer just starting to dip your toes into weddings. Maybe you have second shot with other photographers or maybe you have a couple solo weddings under your belt, but your calendar just is not as booked as you would like it to be in order to take your business full time. Well, on today's episode, I'm gonna be giving you the answers you need to book more weddings for your business no matter what your situation looks like. But before we dive in too far, far into the tips, I want to just offer you a little encouragement and maybe even a much needed reminder. I know how frustrating it can be when we are not growing as fast as we feel like we should be or when it seems like everyone around us is doing more than us or achieving things faster and those jealous feelings can roll in so quickly. But please remember that someone else's day 1000 is going to look a heck of a lot different than your day one or even their day 30 could look significantly different than your day 15. Life brings seasons of success and seasons of failure and seasons of patience and worry and happiness and joy. And it's all just part of this crazy human experience and this journey that we are on in life. So please remember that while you may not be where you want to be right now, does not mean that God doesn't have some big grand plan for your life. His 
plan is always better than our own. So laugh when it's hard and enjoy every bump along the way because one day our mess could become our best message and the reason why everything makes sense for how our lives turn out. Okay, okay, enough with my little pep talk. Let's get into some tangible tips on how to book more weddings as a photographer. Hey, my name is Sarah and I'm a Western photographer, a business educator, and a marketing nerd. But most of my friends just know me as the crazy horse girl. My journey started when I bought my $800 horse at 14 and that manifested into a business that changed my life. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur and I have made it my mission to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so they can live that small town dream life that they desire while achieving goals bigger than they ever could have imagined. Around here, we cover all things marketing, social media, branding, content creation, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. If you're ready to get to work, learn how to uplevel your business and your life and get a little rowdy too, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Friend, what kind of business coach, mentor, educator, influencer... <laughs> Okay, not really. What, you know, but what would I be if I didn't give you my best kept secret for running a business? You know what I mean? Like, how rude would that be if I told, if I didn't tell you what was like the source of keeping my crazy entrepreneurial brain in order, in check, making sure I have happy clients and that all my shiz is in order. That just, that'd be wrong. So I'm gonna share it with you today. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's HoneyBook. Okay, I know this ain't the first time you've heard about HoneyBook, especially if you've been listening to me, but if you still have not jumped on the HoneyBook train, sister, we need to talk. HoneyBook is going to change your life. I remember two years ago, however long it's been, it wasn't honestly that long ago that I was like, I don't need HoneyBook. I'm not going to use it. I have a system. I send contracts this way. This is how it works. Like, it's fine. My life is good. My photography business is rolling. We're good. We're Gucci. But then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just give it a shot. Let's try the free trial. You know what I mean? And I did it. And holy cow, I'm never going back. HoneyBook is life-changing. I don't care what kind of business you are. If you're a photographer, if you are a shop, if you are some other kind of online business, if you have client work at all and you manage clients and things, you need HoneyBook, honey. And let me tell you why. You can send contracts. You can get paid online. You can have your clients digitally signed. So there's no more of that weird back and forth. Hey, please just mail me a scanned copy of your contract. And it's like super back and forth and you're waiting for like a week and it takes forever. No, no, no more of that. You can do it all super quickly. You can send questionnaires. You can send brochures. You can write notes. I mean, there is so much. Everything is so organized. You track your emails in there. So everything is all in one place. Each client has their own client portal and their little, little section. So everything is just easy to access and to find and you will never ever have to go searching through your inbox for information ever again. It's life-changing. You need it, but you know, if you don't want to just take it from me, take it and you know, learn from yourself. You can head to sarahelrod.com slash honeybook to start a free trial and get a discount when you decide that you cannot live without honeybook because let's be honest, that's going to happen. I promise you. So again, that is sarahelrod.com com slash honeybook to get started with your client management today. 
Tip number one is to solidify your brand positioning. Now, as photographers who are often solopreneurs, especially at first, meaning we are just the only ones in our business, we don't have a team or employees or anything like that, we are the face of our businesses and brands, which means that we need to be creating a solid personal brand position to put out into the world. And your brand position is really just a fancy way of saying, show what your brand and your business stands for. This can and should be both business related and also personal life things. So you may have heard me talk about branding pillars before, and we're going to dive into it a little bit today, but there's a really good breakdown of this on episode 29 of this podcast, so make sure you go check that out as well after you're done listening to this one. But basically, your branding pillars are like five to six topics that represent your life and who you are and your business that you rotate through each week on social media or your blog or kind of wherever you produce content online. And as a photographer, an example of your branding pillars may be content pertaining to, uh, you know, photography and wedding tips for clients, being a mom, being a wife, being a Christian, recipes and cooking if you love to cook, business tips if you're also an educator, your love for coffee, your dogs or your animals, where you live. Maybe you live in like a really cool place or a popular touristy place and you talk about that on your social media and different places that people can go and popular places and all that kind of stuff. So once you choose these then you can brain dump content ideas under each one. I kind of like to just write it out on a piece of paper. I'm old school like that. And then write like a dump list of just content ideas right below that, including, you know, stories that revolve around each topic or tips, tricks, fun facts, inspirational things, you know, whatever you can think of. And by sharing a variety of topics across your social platforms, what you're doing is helping your audience and your followers build relationships with with you. They're getting to know you and they will start to feel more, you'll start to feel more familiar to them. So let's say someone follows your photography Instagram account, but maybe they're not engaged yet. So they don't really have a need for a wedding photographer right now, but they follow you because they found your work. They thought it was pretty, whatever the reason. Now in this situation, they would be what we call a cold lead. And it's your job to take this follower on a journey in hopes of taking them from a cold lead to a hot lead or a warm lead. Now, the more you share, the more they will either be attracted or repelled by the content that you share. And don't let this scare you. I know a lot of us really hate that word repel. Like we don't want to repel people away. We want everyone to love us. But the goal is to find our people that are stoked to work with us. So if you repel people because they don't 100% resonate with every single thing that you post, that's actually a good thing because you're just weeding out the people that like maybe wouldn't be your most favorite favorite clients in the whole entire world. Now, if you share about how much you love coffee and you share your favorite Starbucks drink on a regular basis, and this follower also has, you know, this obsession with, with Starbucks, now you've made this connection with them that has nothing to do with photography, but you have, you share this mutual interest. And by the time this person does get engaged, they might have no doubt in their mind of who they want to hire as their photographer because you 
you've already put in all that legwork indirectly. So again, they follow you for whatever reason. Maybe they find you for your, you know, your coffee posts that you do every week, or maybe they found your photography work and they just thought it was pretty. So they followed you. But again, they may not have a reason to book you in that moment or they're not totally sure yet. But now that they've connected with you on all these other different types of levels, you're just giving them more of a more more of a reason to want to hire you and book with you and have you be there on their day with them. Now, my second tip is that you need a website. So I want to preface this tip with need is obviously a very strong word. And I know plenty of photographers who have built their entire business without having one and they're super successful and all of that. However, if you do find yourself struggling, then this could be very helpful to you. We just talked about branding pillars above in the other above, above as if you're reading something. In the previous tip, we talked about uh, showing your personality in your business and how that is key to finding the right people to book with you. But what I don't want you to do is use your Instagram as your website, if that makes sense. Because I see, especially with photographers, I feel like I see this a lot. We use Instagram as only our portfolio in a sense. Like people never share pictures of themselves. They never talk about themselves. They never talk about their personal life or things that interest them. All they do is share their their photos that they've taken. And then they have like super fluffy captions that provide no value. And they just, that's, they just keep doing that over and over and over again. We want to use Instagram as social media because after all, that is what it is. We want to be social. We want people to get to know us and build relationships. You can still share your work and have it be a place where people can check out what you can do, but it's such a powerful tool for building connection, brand awareness, and getting people interested in what you do. And then you have a website that's a separate thing where you can get people off of Instagram and onto a website and send them there in order to take that next step towards booking with you. So think of it like this. Someone lands on your Instagram and decides if they want to follow you or not. And let's say they do. Now, over the next few months, they get engaged and, you know, they connect with you on different passions that you're sharing about. For me personally, a lot of my brides will connect with me on my love for the Western lifestyle, Western fashion, my love for ranching and horses and my dog. And maybe we're both wine lovers or we love a good margarita or something. Awesome. So now this person, now that they've like, created this connection with me and we've related on all these different things now they might send me a direct message on Instagram asking me about more info my pricing how it works to you know be one of my brides or they might just head straight to my website if they DM me I'm going to be sending them to my website to fill out my contact form regardless so That's why we always want to try to just get people to go straight to our website. But if they do send me a DM, I understand sometimes that's easier. I'm going to send them a link to my contact form anyways. But on my website is where people can find, you know, portfolio, more info about me, my experience, pricing, etc. All these kinds of things. And, you know, I could talk about all these topics as well on social media, but it's going to be a lot more organized and easy to find and user-friendly on a website well laid out website. 
So here are a few key things to have on your website or to make sure that you do, whether you're building one or you already have a website, make sure that this is on there. So the first thing is a clear tagline above the fold. Now the fold is just that first part of your website, like that on your homepage when people first land on your website without having to scroll down at all. It's that first chunk of space that they're going to see. So you want to have a clear tagline, which is basically whatever sentence that states what you do and who you serve and kind of who you are. This could also be known as your I help statement or an elevator pitch. We just want it to be because this is what people see first when they land on your website and we want it to be something that grabs their attention and they immediately know that they're in the right place. So because they're not probably going to scroll to find it. And if it's confusing as to like what you are, when they first land on your website, they might not stay and try to figure it out. The next thing is to have a clear contact button on your website that's easy to find and navigate. Don't get caught up so much in making everything on your website super fancy and like, you know, it's easy to want everything to be like so pretty, but we can take pretty to like a different level to where it's hard to navigate. Make your website simple and easy to move around on. It's going to help you a ton and it's gonna help your clients make sure that they can find what they need uh, quick and easy. And then the other thing is to create a truly optimizable contact form. And this means that you are asking all the right questions in your contact form. Don't just have it be something that says insert name, email, and a message box. Your contact form should be at minimum asking all the questions you need to know initially from clients on whether or not you can move forward with them in the booking process. My contact form personally is relatively long and it asks a lot of questions from what's your wedding date to tell me your love story where's the venue what is your wedding day vision and honestly more things that are similar to that now you kind of have to find this happy balance because you don't want it to be like super short to where it looks like you just don't care you're just you know they're just another person but you also don't want it to be so long to where that they get kind of bored or they don't have time to fill it out or they're overwhelmed by how many questions you're asking them like in just the contact form that they don't even fill it out at all so you kind of have to find that happy medium now, if you need maybe some ideas for what to put on your contact form, then you can just honestly go look at mine. Don't just copy it because <laughs> that sucks. But uh, you can go to my website, sarahelrod.com contact and check out some of the questions that I ask. Tip number three is to have a quicker response time. Something I think a lot of photographers take for granted is their response times to clients. Now, look, I know you have a life and you cannot be glued to your phone and your computer at all times or be expected to stop whatever you are doing to respond to an email. I 100% believe in boundaries and work-life balance and all of those things. So you're gonna need to kind of just take what I have to say and figure out a way to make it work for you and whatever works best for you and all that jazz. But let me just say this, while you may be saying to yourself, oh, I will just respond to that person within 24 hours. I'm busy right now. I, you know, have to go do this other thing. Some other photographer may be responding to that same client within five minutes of getting that inquiry. 
And chances are you are probably not the only photographer that that client is reaching out to. Um, I'm planning a wedding right now and I reached out to probably 70 different photographers. Now, there's it's a little different because I just, I think being a photographer myself and I didn't have like one particular one set in my brain from the beginning, I just really wanted to see what was out there and I looked at a bunch of photographers from all over the country. And so, you know, there, that was kind of like a little bit different of a situation, but needless to say, I know for a fact that, you know, brides, some brides, you might be the only one. If they are absolutely obsessed and in love with you, then you probably don't even need to be listening to this episode because if you're the only one that they're reaching out to and they know that they want to book you, then you probably don't have an issue booking more weddings. But, you know, other than that, mostly, most of the time on average, they're going to be reaching out to multiple different people. So ideally, responding within 30 minutes would be absolutely amazing. Even an hour is awesome because how cool would it be if there's a bride that sends you an email and while she is still sitting there at her desk or kitchen table or whatever doing other wedding stuff, suddenly she gets a response email from you and now you can keep that conversation going right then and there versus waiting until tomorrow and then maybe going back and forth over the next few days to try and get out the same information. I would also put somewhere on your website what your usual response is or your your response time. If you can guarantee 24 to 48 hours, put that. And if you can get around sooner than that, then awesome. But just don't put something that is not realistic for you. Don't put that you always respond within an hour of getting an inquiry if there is a chance that that will not happen. You have to set a realistic standard for yourself. And another great way to improve your response time is to automate your initial inquiry response using a program like HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the shiz because you can create an email template for inquiry one time and have it automatically send whenever you want. So you could have it set to send in like 15 minutes after someone inquires with you and it's pretty badass, not gonna lie. That way you never have to worry about getting back to people after that. Like, well, I mean, you have to follow up and things like that, but at least with that first email, you can be serving your clients all the info that they're looking for while you're still just out living your own life. And if you're still not on the HoneyBook train, then please head to sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook to start a free trial and get a discount when you sign up. I wish I would have started using HoneyBook sooner because it seriously is such a game changer and it has saved me so much time and it has really helped me improve my client experience, helped me get more clients, all the things. It's just, it's the best. So definitely go check that out. Tip number four is to analyze how you are actually speaking to your clients. So maybe you are on point with your response times and you're a total boss at getting back to people super quick, but what does that response actually sound like? Your communication with your clients should sound like how you actually speak. Everything from how you talk on social media to that first email to the copy on your website and so on. And here is why. Let's say you are active on Instagram and you're showing your face and you talk really bubbly and fun and you're outgoing and maybe your website totally matches that. So naturally, when a client reaches out to you, they're going to expect something similar sounding coming from you. Now, make sure that your email back does not, if this is you, if you're that bubbly, outgoing, crazy person, you don't want that email back to them to sound like a business robot. Something like, dear name, I am so glad to hear from you. Your wedding sounds beautiful and I would be honored 
honored to be your photographer. Here are my packages. Please let me know if you have any questions. Thank you. Sincerely, Sarah. Ugh, snooze. How boring. I don't know about you, but what? Like, that would not get me hyped up to book my photographer for my wedding day if their email sounded like that. So let me just give you a little taste of what my first email sounds like. So mine's something like, omg omg, insert name. I am freaking pumped that you reached out to me. Holy moly. Weddings get me so hyped and yours sounds like an absolute fairy tale. Hell yeah. Here's all the info that you need. Let me know how I can help and make this the best day of your life. Life, and I am beyond thrilled to be a part of your day. Love, Sarah. Obviously, if you are not a freaking spazball like me, that's okay. Not everyone likes that, which is why I am not the photographer for everyone and neither are you. Your email could be way more chill than that, but it still should have your personality. So again, you don't have to be crazy and psycho. You can be laid back, but you just want to talk like how you actually do. And if it helps, you could actually just record yourself saying what you want to say in your email and then type it out. That way you can just type how you talk instead of, or have somebody else read your email and ask them if it sounds like you without, you know, that way it doesn't have to sound like super boring. Let me guess, you are exhausted from having to type out the exact same emails over and over again every time a new client reaches out. You want to have this incredible experience and have your personality shine through your words, but answering all the same questions over and over can be totally draining. That's why I created a brand new freebie, a guide of email templates specifically for photographers, but they're honestly helpful for any kind of business. In the guide, you will get five of the most important emails every photographer should have in their back pocket, from what to say in their first initial email to how to respond when someone has ghosted you and more. The templates are fill in the blank and completely customizable. If you struggle with what to say to your clients or you just want something to copy and paste next time a new inquiry rolls in, then this freebie is for you. To get your hands on the guide, just head to sarahelrod.com slash email templates. Again, that is sarahelrod.com slash email templates. All right, now back to the show. The last and final tip is tip number five. Blow your clients out of the water with your client experience. Whether you know it or not, your client experience starts in the marketing stage before someone even reaches out to you. But once you have them booked with you, then you really need to blow them out of the water with an awesome experience. And honestly, it does not take much. Something as simple as sending them a gift for booking with you or, you know, either before or after, you know, you deliver their gallery or their photos. This can all go a long way. You could make this a bigger gift and more expensive if it's in your budget or just do a Starbucks gift card for like five, 10 bucks, or you could even just send them a handwritten thank you card. Trust me when I say this literally means so much to people, more than you probably even think. You could also do things like just keeping up with them. As a wedding photographer, you're usually booking out a year or so in advance. Don't just take someone's money and then never talk to them again until the week before their wedding. Send them encouragement, wedding planning tips, check-ins, and so on. This is going to make sure that you are serving them and providing them with so much freaking value and making them feel totally taken care of. 
And then when it comes to actual wedding days, some ideas for boosting your experience is to really just know your stuff. Be helpful, get to know the wedding party and their names, make friends with guests and parents, and leave an impression on everyone there, not just the bride and groom. You never know who may be watching you and who in that wedding guest section might be getting married next. And they might watch what you're doing and think, wow, they, they're amazing. Look how they're interacting with everybody or, you know, how they, you know, pose the bride and groom, whatever it might be. People watch more than you probably think they do. Creating a client experience that blows people away is going to increase the chance of them referring their friends to you also. And word of mouth is by far one of the best marketing tools at your disposal. It's free and it really just involves you being a kind human being. All right, let's quickly review all of the tips that we just discussed. So number one was to solidify your brand positioning. Number two is to get a website. Number three, have a quick response time. Number four, analyze how you speak to your clients. And number five, have a bomb.com client experience. I hope you found these five tips to be useful and give you a little something to think about and make a few adjustments on how you run your photography business. These are truly the things that have helped me go full-time in my business and grow my business to what it's become today. And I know you can do it too. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me or the podcast page so that I can support you and say hello. And until next time, cowgirls, go out and chase your wildest dreams. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.